0: One two pitch. Hit toward third. Castro has it. Spins. Fires.
1: A perfect game.
0: Roy Halladay has thrown the second perfect game in Philadelphia. Line drive, right center field, base hit. Ground ball over the mound. Wait. We all pitch.
1: Going on, everybody. Welcome to episode three now of the Bell Smashers podcast. I'm your co host, Kylie. I'm Jen. And I'm Haley. So this week we have an eventful podcast episode. We've had some pretty big signings the last, what, a few days?
2: Yeah, last 48 hours. The Phillies. Okay, first off, ladies and everybody who's watching this podcast, this team is going to be insane. Loaded. Insane.
1: Stacked. Handsome. Talented. <laughs> handsome.
2: Hottest team in baseball, some might say. Straight up.
1: Straight up. Like, there's there's no competition. Objectively. Except among who is the best one on the team. Like There's no other close team. None.
2: And it's not even just the looks. It is also the talent. And one thing that I have to commend is Dombrowski. He has stepped up in his position, the president of operations of baseball, whatever you want to call it. I know it's a new position name, but he has lived up to it. And I truly think that he is what the Phillies needed to be successful. But for me, I mean, I was on Twitter, right? And uh, David Robertson posted kind of a goodbye post. Mm -hmm. I got sad.
1: I did, too. I hate Me it. Too. I
2: hate it, and I know that it's only to improve our team.
0: But to the Mets,
1: uh, yeah, oh my that's God. that one hurt. I was a little upset about that one.
0: I agree. I, I mean, we've talked about how you get attached to players, and as a, a result, tad. just a little, um, it hurts even worse when they go to your least favorite team of all. Yep, time. that
1: a, one stung.
2: But on the other hand, there's a lot of positive. And I think, and I mean, we have Trey Turner, the best shortstop in baseball, unbelievable. And then Walker is a great addition to the team as well. But the one thing that the Phillies need to focus on, and I know that they're going to, is that bullpen. Get a couple of talents in there, and then they'll be solid. But, I mean, adding Walker, right, to this pitching, I mean, Painter is going to be coming up. So there is going to be talent in that pitching rotation. So I don't necessarily think that the Phillies have to go and try to get another ace. I think that they are good in that sense. It's just the bullpen.
1: I agree. Yeah, I mean, right now they're talking – they had talks with Chris Bassett earlier today, and he was already there in Philadelphia for a wedding. But he did – I I've, if I saw correctly, he did have a meeting – with the Phillies, so it looks like they're definitely still targeting pitching. I don't know how I feel about it though, because he is another qualified qualifying offer guy. So, like Rodon, he we would lose draft picks for signing him. And as a team that is in win now mode yet doesn't have the kind of farm system that can warrant losing draft picks at the same time, it's it's complicated. We're not you know as loaded as on the farm and and in win number like the Dodgers are or some other teams like even the Padres
2: yeah they can't afford to do that I I don't think it's worth it because the draft picks are so essential for the Phillies and you know as you were saying we don't have that good of a farm system we don't have many young prospects that are actually going to be you know circulating their way to the you know the Phillies there's me staying in the minors so it's, it's a tough thing because, yeah, we're in a win-nail mode. But we also – we made it so far. I mean, we made it to the freaking World uh, Series. Exactly. Like having what we've had. And that wasn't even the best that the Phillies have. So is it worth it? No. But I don't know if I would be upset either. I think that I have to trust the guys. Obviously, they know what they're yeah. doing. And they got us this far. And, you know, that's just how it is. You can't um, – you can't overthink it, but at the same time, logistically, if I were in that position, I would rather just have the draft picks.
0: Me too. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a business, and that's the way that Dombrowski and the other executives are thinking about it, and they know all of the statistics and all the money that's on the table and all the, about all the draft picks and all of these different aspects that they have to consider. They are. So... Yeah. So far, we're pretty pleased with his decision making.
1: I would say so. Yeah. Frank Welcome. Yeah. What did you guys think about the the press conference? I loved it. I loved it. Did you get to watch Haley?
2: I did. I think he's a great guy, good family guy. And obviously, you know, his wife is from New Jersey. So he said, too, that, you know, he wanted to be in Philadelphia. I didn't take away that much from it. Now, I'm not talking about him as a person. I'm talking about looking at the season. Mm -hmm. He didn't say anything like that significant, but I can kind of tell the kind of person he is. And that's just what makes him more likable as a person. We have this guy, a family man who can speak well and is really well, um, well, like. Put together. Yeah, put together and all that. So I like him. It wasn't like the best press conference I've ever seen, <laughs> but it definitely made me give him like a lot more respect than I've had for him because, you know, you see Trey Turner, best shorts up in baseball and you've seen him on, you know, the Dodgers and all that he's done. And then you get to hear him talk and it's like, wait, this guy is like a normal guy. And now I see why Harper likes him so much.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. I like press conferences because for that reason you don't, You don't get to hear players talk for that long unless they're doing an extended interview somewhere, unless they appear on a podcast. Um, You know, usually you just see, yeah, one day (laughs) you just see those um, mini clips after a game or things like that. So I really enjoyed it. What do you think, Kylie?
1: So what I got out of it was just like watching his mannerisms and how he goes about things. Like Haley said, family guy, through and through. There's no doubt about that. Um I think he's a perfect fit for here. I think he's better as a Philly than as a Dodger because the Dodger just has a, dodgers just have a different like tone to it, different mannerisms. And I, I think he's just he's great for the personality that we have here right now. We're a very family oriented team, clearly, with I mean, all the players have kids and they're all they all just get together, too. So, like, it's a family or it's a family oriented team.
2: And to the guys that don't have kids and the guys that are single. And I don't mean this like in a weird way at all. But when I was over at Xfinity Live and I was partying with a couple of the guys during um the NLCS or the NLDS, whatever it was, I forget. Um, yeah. They were – and the ones – when I say single, I don't mean, like, single-single. means the ones that have, like, girlfriends and don't have kids yet. Yeah. Um, they're some of the nicest guys, and they're a young group of guys, but they all looked out for each other. And I'm not going to say the player's uh, girlfriend because I don't want to, like, make her feel uncomfortable. But one of the player's girlfriends was feeling very overwhelmed, and another player went up to her and kind of, like, checked in and was like, hey, are you okay? And that's just the kind of dynamic that they are. So they all kind of look out for each other. And as I said, like, I will tell you guys privately, but I don't want to publicly say, you know, who it right. was. But I yeah. mean, those are the kind of guys that the Phillies are. They're a classy organization and they look out for each other. And I think that's very important because when teams have fun and they have that trust, and it's not just on the field, but it's also off the field, they're going to succeed on the field.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's basic sports dynamic logic so um i think he's gonna fit in really well here i do i i think bryce harper um, has a good judge of character and if bryce likes somebody and this past august he even said that you know trey is his favorite baseball player so i think that this is a good decision and it's gonna be overall a good fit not just playing-wise, but personality-wise, but that yeah. inside, and I think he's going to get a well well-topper, too. I do. I think that him and Thompson are going to be able to have that good chemistry, and I see nothing but success.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I I want Harper to say that Shohei Otani's his favorite player next because we always seem to go after his favorite <laughs> player. Yeah,
0: and, and his, his friends.
1: Friend. <laughs> but... <laughs> We're just surrounding
0: him with his friends, which, hey, you have to do. You have to make your superstar happy. It's gotten us this far, hasn't it? It's gotten us this far, and we're just benefiting from it. So keep listening to whatever he says.
2: (laughs) So, Kai, I need to ask you, because this is important. This kind of coincides, and this is a good way to bring it up. Uh -uh. So, Bryson Stott's mom, I saw her uh, reply to one of your tweets And it got me thinking, you know, Harper's from Vegas, uh, Bryson's from Vegas. Now, how did you end up getting that connection with his mom? Because she replies to a good amount of your things.
0: I love her, by the way. Shout out. (laughs) Shana Stott, we love you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's awesome. She, uh, I commented on one of her Twitter posts, like, when it was, uh, I think it was before Stott got sent, down to the miners for to work on some things. Uh and I commented on one of her posts and I didn't realize it was his mom. And then I commented and then I followed her and she followed me back. And so we we have conversations a lot. And uh yeah, she interacts with a lot of my tweets. <laughs>
2: it's awesome. That's one She's of the great. cool things about your Twitter account is I will go on it and I'll just like look at the thread and I'm like, oh my God.
1: I'm like, look, because the people that comment on it, they're, it's like mm-hmm. no joke. <laughs> it's no joke. Yeah, <laughs> his mom's great. She's, I love talking to her. We talk uh, quite a bit, and throughout the season, I was like, I was talking to her, and I was like, what is the vibe in the clubhouse? I mean, we're so close, yet we just fall short a couple of times in games this season, like. What is the vibe? And she's like, "Oh, they know they can do it." Hmm.
2: So she believed the whole time.
1: Yeah it it was hard for me to believe, of course, because especially after losing, what was it, thirteen to something to the Nationals?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: At the end of the season, so yeah,
0: that
2: happened.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it was it was difficult, but we all we all got through it a little bit. It, it was difficult, but. Yeah, and then, awesome. I mean,
2: now I'm like asking questions like I'm interviewing you guys. But I um, <laughs> love it.
1: Bring it on.
0: <laughs> so
2: you said that you had a friend that was visiting and that your friend is a Cardinals fan. Correct. How does that work out in your friendship? Do you talk about baseball? Is it kind of just like something that you push aside?
0: Oh, let me just tell her you asked that real quick. <laughs> they, she asked um, how we work in our friendship because you're a Cardinals fan. Especially um, during the wild card. She said the wild card series was a little hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not for she's, you. <laughs> she, she's a little salty, she said um, Because we ended the careers of Albert and Yachty, which is the truth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so that was what I said. Um, you know, Cardinals ended the Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins era as well. So yeah. Payback. Reven- revenge is revenge. Um,
1: it- how you get it, it's how you lose it.
0: Yeah. Um, again, that was it. Was hard. We didn't really talk about it for a couple of days. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> of course, we were kind of um, texting during the like the first game, and then second game, it becomes pretty clear the Phillies are going to win, and so then it got weird, and we just, <laughs> I, I, you know, I didn't want to be disrespectful either, and she did. She did even say like congratulations, and we oh, were like not- very. Yeah, we're, like, very best friends, it, so. So it didn't ruin um, the friendship? No, no, oh, as okay. much as, and we're both, like, very passionate, lifelong, diehard fans, so it was very difficult. Um, but we got through it. We're here together today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking. That's as, awesome. You know, it was in
2: the back of my head this whole time, and <laughs> I personally, if, <laughs> I've had exes, I've had friends that, yeah. you know, have opposing teams. That's the reason why my ex boyfriend and I broke up was because he was a Rangers fan and a Cowboys fan. It got all, yeah, it it didn't, not good. Um, And (laughs) it ruined it. It really did. So when it comes to friendships, I won't talk to my friends that are opposing teams fan. Like I just I can't do it. No. So it's always very interesting to me to see because usually my teams lose. I'm a Philly girl. They always lose. Right.
0: so it's interesting
2: to see how somebody on the losing side reacted to such an underdog team advancing as far as they did.
0: Yeah, yeah. it was, um, it was hard. She was very sad. <laughs> so, and like, you know, that's hard too, because I don't want my friend to be sad, but of course I'm um, also very I happy. Situation. You know, it was my highest high, her, her lowest low. And yeah. I think it survived because it is a friendship and not a relationship. But we should talk about that, have guests on <laughs> who are like opposing team, you know, fans of teams because I would love to
1: Dude, I know Mets how- and Nationals fans like, and I am Braves fans. I, I can get people <laughs>
2: One of my good friends. He's um, a Mets fan. And again, friendship, not relationship.
0: But, um, and <laughs> key distinction,
2: key distinction, because in a friendship, it's fine. If I don't talk to you for a week, it's not like we're having problems. It's just, we're taking some space. If it Which was a
1: relationship,
2: is. if I were to ghost, like, a guy that I was, like, in a relationship with for a week over sports, he has a right to dump me. Yeah. And that has happened. Multiple, <laughs> uh, multiple times. And
1: uh, I respect it.
2: even if it's not my team, and this is the saddest thing about me, but, for instance, there's this hockey team, Golden Knights, I don't know if you heard of them, of course. Um, playing the Flyers tonight. Um, but, um, anyways... I – that's my West Coast team. I don't even, like, like them like that. Like, I just follow them. And mm-hmm. they lost the San Jose Sharks in the playoffs, like, a couple years ago in the first round. I was so upset about this team that – it's not even my team. I was so <laughs> upset about it. I didn't talk to my, like, boyfriend at the time. And he texted me. He was like, are you okay? And I'm like, don't talk to me. Like, <laughs> what, are you, like what are you doing? Like – and he told me that I was, like, too, like, invested in sports and I got too – like dramatic when teams lost. It's not that, um, and again, you know, we're Phillies fans, right? It's passion. Yes. Ben should be so happy to have somebody that's that passionate about something in life because one day <laughs> when they decide to, uh, hey, let's get married and have a family, blah, 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 they're going to have the most passionate baseball moms.
1: Because Seriously, my son will
2: play baseball. My daughter will play softball.
1: Mhm. And Thanks. it's funny. Lucky. <laughs> it's funny cuz my boyfriend is die He absolutely loves sports. He's an Orioles fan and a Ravens fan. Um and a LeBron fan, but that's whatever. Um yeah. so thankfully there's there's no rivalry in those teams. And but when the Phillies lost to the Astros when the Sixers lost to Miami when the Eagles lost like when my teams lose and I get really pissed off he gets yeah. it thankfully yeah.
2: <laughs> that's that's a healthy relationship though he should be able to give you that space and be there for you and to help you because it's not easy
1: he gets when, the same way
2: it's exactly it's not easy when the Phillies yeah. lost that night and i, I don't want to talk but i'm going to bring it up i was too upset to go out i was supposed to go out to watch the game with um some people in the it just the whole thing and i couldn't get out of bed i was all fully dressed to go i couldn't move i was oh, not I, I, I sobbed
0: um yeah. i'm not so, I was to so admit. upset yeah really? it's
2: um i was like the lowest low of my life <laughs> yeah like and Seriously? that's what it means.
0: To be a passionate fan, mm-hmm. it's uh, again high highs,
2: low Ooh. lows,
0: and that's why to also, me it's um, personally it's upsetting when someone says it's just a game because yeah. it's, it's not to to so many of us it's not it's way more than that
2: it's yeah. not it's not like oh here I go so when Bryce <laughs> Harper hit that home run uh to win the NLCS I was oh. at a Bank and I was with my dad. And he lifted me up. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like you're lifting me up first off. Like, sir, you've never done that my whole life. <laughs> and I that's how my I, I have a new phone and I threw my phone and it's all cracked now, but whatever. I was just one of the best moments of my life. I was crying at SBP. I mean CBP. It's yeah. You know. And <laughs> I was such a mess. And um, it was not a baseball game at that point. It really wasn't. And People can make that argument. Oh well, it's just a game. You saw an exciting play, but then the other, you know, thing can be there's a deeper root. You know, we're not just those fans that come along when they're doing well. We're those fans that have been there during the lowest of lows when the bank is not even nearly like twenty percent full. And it's yeah. one of those things where um, I have always, and I this is for, true for any of my teams, no matter how bad they're doing. And again. I'm a hockey girl, so this is a perfect example. I will always support them. And with the Phillies, you know, they had those years um, recently where it's been dreadful to watch. So when they finally are succeeding and doing well, it's not just a baseball game. It's a belief. It's hope. It's bonding. It's it's something greater than sports that people get it, get it, and the people that don't get it will never understand it. And that's that. That's really sad because, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine the
1: opportunities it creates for fans. It's such exhausting. a special thing. Like, so, I mean, we're I all friends because of
0: it.
2: We are. We have this podcast because of it. That's right. And yeah. I think that, um, and I hate to be this person, and I'm going to sound yeah. like that person right now. With the signing of Trey Turner, right? And the team, you know, being. In the World Series. I hate bandwagon fans. I hate yep. it. and my concern is next year at the bank, prices already have gone up. If yeah. I want to go down for just like a Sunday game and seeing, you know, the Phillies play, I'm I may not be able to afford that. And yeah. I mean, I know that's the cost of having a good team, and I would rather have a good team than nothing. But it, it just sucks when there's people that don't appreciate the game and this is a problem, it's not the Phillies, it's sports in general. How come it's so expensive to go to these games when I know that it's a business at the end of the day, but to the Philadelphian that wants to see your team play that lives a mile away, it shouldn't cost them like a week's worth of pay.
1: Right. I literally went to uh, so since I live, unfortunately, in Maryland, I go to Orioles games a lot and it was seventy bucks for three rows behind home plate. Wow! And we were on TV. Amazing. $70? Seventy dollars. Seventy dollars. Wow! And it was uh, it was like fifty bucks when they played the uh, Angels, and we sat in the a higher deck. But it was Otani and Trout, and we saw Otani and Trout home run, and the Orioles have a walk off win. Wow! See so that's not bad that's and that's those, awesome
0: and those that's- are the types of experiences that that everyone deserves to see in person exactly. regardless of you know it shouldn't be the people who have the most income or the ones who can or who are able to experience it
2: right yeah. and when I went to the world's I mean not the World Series game the nlcs game um I got sent by t-mobile because again like it's a crazy story but I posted a tweet and this guy was like oh like I can send you the game. And I took my dad and we were talking and I was like, you know, I wanted to go to that game so badly, but I just couldn't afford it. It was the seats that I sat in were, I looked it up online. It was about a couple thousand per seat.
1: Yeah. That is it's ridiculous.
2: Run for me. I can't afford that at all. Um, and the amount of people at those games. And now I see why people act so entitled to that game sometimes. Because if I'm spending that much money out of my own pocket, then I, I get it now. I mean, people shouldn't be jerks, but I get it. But there should be some kind of, like, loyalty that they can definitely track to see, like, if you've gone to games. And they should be able to offer people that have been there in, like, the 2016 season. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Like, they should be able to do something or have different discount nights because yeah, yeah. second markets, the way that people are selling them, I mean, I use um, Game Time a lot. Yeah, was, like cheap last minute. And this summer at the bank, I was able to go for like, eight dollars, and it was awesome because I'm like, you know, I get to walk around. It's it's not bad, but now I'm looking at prices, and even for just like, I mean, I know opening uh, weekend is always going to be kind of crazy, but <laughs> it's like already a couple hundred for all the way up.
1: Yeah, I. <laughs> It's ex- It's insane. Um, either way, I'm definitely going. <laughs> oh, <massive. but laughs> oh, yeah. I, I have yeah. to. Worry. It's. I have to. Yeah. Okay, no, I'll
2: be there. I'm gonna complain about the prices now. Yep. Because mm-hmm. last year when I went, it was only like thirty dollars, and I went with my friends, and I'm like, oh, this is a steal. Now I'm like, all right, we're gonna see who actually cares about the fight ins Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all or nothing.
1: Yeah. Sad. Exactly. Um. Yeah, Last year, yeah, it was, I sat in, the funny thing is, I, we had tickets for row, for section 328 or something, and then I have, over somewhere in my house, tickets to the 2008 opening day in section 328. Wow. Um, so, or whatever the, se- whatever the same section was, uh, it was the same section. So I think I might sit there this year.
2: That's like Destiny.
1: <laughs> That's
2: definitely.
1: It, yeah, definitely. Um, they were good seats too. They were only like forty bucks, not bad. Like, and now they're gonna be like what a thousand up there? Like, yeah, something <laughs> like that
2: maybe five thousand.
1: Yeah. yeah, like, oh well, whatever gets us a ring. Um, the Taiwan Walker signing though, I did not see that coming.
2: I like it. I do too. Taiwan Walker is, you know, he's not going to be
0: a superstar. No.
2: But he could be a guy that we put in third guy on the rotation. And then we can have a Ranger still up there after him. I mean, the way that I see it, Wheeler is still our number one. Then we have Nola. Then we can do Walker. And then we can do Suarez. That's kind of how I'm looking at it.
1: And um, then painter
2: and pa- oh, yeah. Well, that's gonna be interesting when painter comes up because he could. And I, I love Ranger uh, Suarez, and it's nothing against him, but I'm not saying that he's like the weakest link, that's not what I'm saying. I just don't see him.
1: I don't know. He was the only one to dominate the Astros in the World Series. Well, um, that's true, very true. But that's also just one game. so Right.
2: But, but then I can't discredit that either because... Right.
1: Because the Astros demolished Nolan and Wheeler twice.
2: Oh, that was humiliating.
1: That, Rangers, oh still,
0: Rangers still a solid starter. Um, Absolutely. And we can see how it goes. You know, another full year. Hopefully everyone stays healthy. We yeah. out this rotation.
1: It's yeah, not a bad position. No, it's here's here's what I see it. I see it as Wheeler number one, uh, Nola number two. Ranger's been the day three guy, so yeah. it could be a competition between Walker and Ranger. Agreed. Um and then after that it's gonna be Painter, because Painter has the most likely shot at making the opening day roster.
0: Yeah.
1: According to Rob Thompson. And then you also have Bailey Falter. Oh, no. He's been better lately. Like, I agree, but he's been better lately.
2: Um.
1: For the most part. He's like. But I do agree.
2: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I would really prefer him not to be in that uh, conversation at all. Um. Yeah, no, it's a no for me. <laughs> I'm like Simon Cowell. It's a no for me. But I just, I can't behind him he just is so inconsistent and in the playoffs um he he caused me a lot of stress and I saw his weaknesses and he's somebody I don't know if he can improve that significantly for me to have confidence in him again now if we're talking like middle of the season summer game and he's playing okay fine but I couldn't see him being in the postseason again
1: yeah no he would definitely be like a um like a doubleheader kind of guy and just coming out the bullpen that like he usually does, yeah. Especially with are coming up.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, they have to. They still have to have guys just in case injuries and things like that. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm just so the passion and the emotion are still there from this postseason. So. uh... Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, you, you still have. We all still have that like. It's who who did what in the, in the World Series. Yeah, yeah. it's very raw still. <laughs>
2: like, Kyle Schwarber's the only guy that I'm not feuding
1: with. That's what I'm saying. So, like, when we had, when the Phillies were doing that uh, Christmas special or whatever, I went up there on Saturday because I was already up there. Thank God. Wow. Shout out to my sister for having her child that day, for me being <laughs> up there. Perfect timing. Um, right? Oh, but, Kylie, um, before
0: sorry to interrupt, before you tell the story, I'm gonna have to listen to it on the recording because my friend and I are gonna head out. Have yeah,
2: fun. Have Thank fun. Thank you. And thanks Go for Phils.
0: joining. Go, Phil's. <laughs> Go, Phil's. Love you both. Um, Love you. At you- she said, "Go, Cardinals. Ignore that.
2: <laughs> I didn't
0: hear that. So uh, our team ended the careers. <laughs> <of> Yadier Molina. <laughs> do not get into any other fun guy tonight about it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that other guy. So with that, I will
1: leave. <laughs> Love it. Okay. See you next week. Bye. See you. Bye. <laughs> what a way to exit. Um. <laughs> I know as her friend was in the background being like, I was like, oh, my God. Right. Uh, No. So uh, during that, when they were doing the Christmas thing. Yeah. I went up there and I saw I was like, I'm getting a World Series jersey. I'm getting a powder blue. That's that's the thing that I came there for. Yeah. And um, they had already made Bowman Hoskins ones. Okay, And I was like, I love me some Bomer. Oh, yeah. Love Reese. Okay. But I want to get someone that made some noise in the World Series, if I'm going to put that World Series patch, that we lost on. (laughs) So who did you end up getting? Schwarber. Okay, good choice. Yeah.
2: That was the only option. Exactly. He was the only one.
1: Yeah. Other than that, seven to one murder that we did on them no one else
2: no they didn't deserve to yeah be organized it you know that <laughs> if you were to tell me that you got like a Reese Hoskins yeah I, I, I would just be laughing because I yeah. bet there are people that did buy a Reese Hoskins oh my god
1: What's yeah on sale? um no I I think that they were all on sale but um no, they were like 200 bucks. And I was like, no, nah, no thanks. I, because I, I love Boehm. Reese, I, Reese makes me upset, of course, but yeah. gotta love Reese. Um,
2: yeah, no, it's, it's a love hate kind of thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I was like, I'm gonna get somebody that made some, made more, the most noise in the playoffs, in the World right. Series.
2: Did you see um I think the MLB Network uh, tweeted it out about like the top ten plays of the season, like of the year in general? And they had uh Bryce as Homer in the NLCS is like number seven.
1: I think they put that there because we signed Trey Turner. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean that could be it. Right. What was number one? Was it that Jordan Alvarez hit? Yeah. I the thing is, like I get, like
2: the Top couple being, like, I get, I get that. But, like, number seven for one of the best plays in Brace's career just seems very, um, like, spooky. That doesn't seem. Yeah.
1: Like, I would definitely, I wouldn't put it at one just because it's not what won the World Series. I get no. the Jordan Alvarez one being the one. But put it at, like, number two.
2: Yeah, two, three, just something Show some respect. I mean,
1: it sent them al- to the it sent us to the World Series. It's always
2: gonna be the team that wins the World Series that gets that number one for the most yeah. part. Yeah, but number seven, oh, like it, it just it's frustrating because that play I will watch it and it still gives me chills.
1: Yeah, for um, like it's it's in the intro video for a reason. Like
2: yeah, like. I can't believe that even happened, and it's been, like, how long since? But that was one of the best, I think, plays of the season, and it got disrespected like that.
1: Yeah, we should be used to it at this point. Like, they always underrate the Philly stuff. I mean, for every Philly team.
2: Yeah, I mean, some of the teams deserve it. <laughs> yeah, you're not <laughs> um, wrong. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> But not the teams that actually win. Right. It's it's just, I don't know. I saw that and I thought of you. I was like, I want to bring this up. Because <laughs> I was like, to disrespect MLB Network.
1: Yeah, seriously. Just- I, I mean, I can't expect much of people that flash to pads or Genos when talking about Philly. Like, I can't, I don't expect much of you if you do that. So, like, but still, number seven, even. Uh-
2: you know what should have been number seven? Because I think this genuinely was one of the best plays of the year. Um, was that stupid Padres music video? <laughs> it, like, Philly back up. Like, I think that's the reason why the Phillies even won that series. I have like a whole theory yeah. about it. It's the like, I... video I've ever seen. And
1: <laughs> it was that's so cringy.
2: A top 10 most cringy moments of the MLB season.
1: I would probably say an MLB history.
2: We you know, we should do that next week. We should come up with a list. Wait, and then we should have Pete. Oh, this is good. So, if you're watching, next week we can. I mean, I know this is on the spot in the moment. We could have people like comment like their uh, most cringy moments.
1: There you go. I feel like because we're a Phillies podcast, ninety nine percent of them are going to be the Padres, but.
2: That's okay. Listen, <laughs> any time of day where I can talk bad about the Padres and that stupid video, I will do.
1: That video, I cannot believe they even went on the radio and did that. Like, I can't believe. Back, Philly, back. What? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and And the best part about it was when he did, like, the cruise, like, he's, like, he did, like, the wave of his arm. He was, like, cruise.
1: Yeah, he was, like, Bryce is, Bryce is going to lose and Manny's going to cruise. I'm just, like... <laughs> or that
2: one video was like race is gonna lose and then it got to him hitting that home run
1: (laughs) (laughs) dude and philly muse has been i i love that account he's so yeah no they're
2: great
1: like but and i know there's people watching so feel free to comment we can see them this time like but i just can't believe like we all knew that we were gonna win after we saw that video and we, Philly's Muse had a fun time with that video after we won. It
2: was it was one of the best things they put on the, <laughs> the Sound of lot. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, if there's any fan base that can shut up another fan base, it's Philadelphia. On it's top. easily
1: us. I, I mean, look at, uh, what's his name? Keith. When he said <laughs> he didn't want to <laughs> watch us.
2: <laughs> I posted a picture on Twitter. Um. Or Instagram, whatever it was, and it was the day that he said that. The next day, like, the Phillies had a game or something. It was that game that he was talking about, and I posted a picture and I was like, "Thank you, Keith," and everybody was chanting like, "Keith, Keith, Keith," and I'm telling you, the moment you disrespect Philadelphia, we will make a joke out of it.
1: Absolutely, especially if, we- if it bites you in the if especially if it bites you in the butt. Like,
2: yeah, oh, that's the best. But even if we end up losing. <laughs> We will still like rip you a new one.
1: Absolutely, we we don't forget. We don't, and
2: uh, <laughs> oh, that. Oh my! See, I'm gonna have to come up with a list of like my top ten moments of the season, just like going to the bank or just like seeing things online. We I should do that next video week. about um the Asher's social media on TikTok because I oh, posted. And I have maybe, like, 500 comments of, like, fake Asher's fans. And I say fake because I don't think they have even that many comments. (laughs) Like, Asher's on top. Like, we're we're fueled by hate. And I'm like. Congrats. Okay. And did you like them a year ago? (laughs)
1: Like. Right. Did you like them before
2: 2017? Yeah. Uh, It's. Congrats on your like one ish World Series championships, whatever.
1: Yeah, like I, I don't even—I I
2: haven't even congratulated any of them because I don't have anything nice to say.
1: Right. I—I I was taught if I don't have anything nice to say, then don't say it at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I just—I'm gonna just be the bigger person. I'm gonna say
1: nothing. Right. Exactly. I don't have exactly.
2: sportsmanship because I'm not on the team. I have no obligation. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I have no obligation to say congratulations. I have no obligation to, you know, be polite about it. Like, no, you, like, if you guys are a respectable fan base and franchise, maybe.
2: No, nah, you know, no. It took <laughs> a couple months, but then maybe yes. I was like, oh, like, you know, they deserved it. Yeah. I, no, I'm still, I'm not, I'm in the anger stage still. And it's been <laughs> months, I'm like, oh my God.
1: Yeah, I'm still not over it. Like, it's not, it's of course not a thing of like mad at the Phillies. It's happy that this season happened, happy like all the experiences we had and just mad that it ended the way it did.
2: Yeah, it's the situation, not the team. Yeah. it It is what it is. But speaking of things that I'm mad
1: at, my friend <laughs> is about to die. Oh, jeez. So. Oh, yeah, it's been an hour or two. So, yeah. Alright, so, as always, thank you guys for watching. This concludes the week three, or episode three, whatever. <laughs> I'm putting up my, like, hand signals. Right. <laughs> we will uh, see you guys next week. As always, tune into all of our Twitters. We talk all the time and make a ton of jokes. And Haley does stuff with her hands. And uh, <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>